Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpig. Hit the music. we're back that's right the most dominant predator in comic book podcasts the blue tiger continues its revenge hunt into the zeitgeist of bullshit and whatever i am comic book creator tagalusia and with me is well he's kind of getting some twitter attraction okay the king all, of beards. all 100 of my followers yes <laughs> the king of beards uh twitter aficionado the man you love him as well as i do big brian bales what's happening uh nothing much uh you know what though i did have uh quite the experience the other night okay okay you know when you're a kid there's certain movies that like eluded you and maybe you saw bits and pieces of them, or maybe you saw them once from finish to completion. Yeah. Or start to completion. Okay, right? Like there's, So they become like legendary in your own personal like lusts for pop culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, for me, it's this little movie from like 85. I think it's like 85, 86. Okay. But it's, it stars the, little, the, the girl from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called Spaced Invaders. It's a comedy. It's about like these goofy Martians that crash land in like some small town. That and then yeah, that sounds about as good as I think you're about to tell me it is. But continue. Yeah, I, so I was like, <laughs> like Amazon or I think it was Amazon or Hulu was promoting like, hey, this movie's now streaming, and it like popped up like as you know one of the little you know little reader boards when I clicked on it the other night, and I was like, holy shit. I haven't seen this movie in 30 years. I'm going to watch it. Oh, I've never seen it from start to finish or start to end. It's going to be amazing. And I So was it amazing? No. (laughs) 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 I had a, it was a struggle to get through it, man. It, uh, it just, yeah, I don't like, there's certain special effects aspects of it that look good. And then there's other things where you're like, oh yeah, it did not look, look good. But, I do miss the whole, you know, 80s where all those kids' movies or like pseudo monster movies, they all had like animatronics and rubber suits. And you know what I mean? Like it was the special effects were actually like, or practical effects were actually always interesting. Um, and I kind of wish we'd get a little bit more of that. I, I guess you get it once in a while with some flicks, depending. But dude, it was. It was fucking bad. It was such a bad movie. Oh, it was terrible. I love that. I yeah. love that. Do you, I was I was gonna I wanna know though. Do you have one of those? Do you have one of those movies where you're like, oh I loved it as a kid, now I can't like even sit through it. Oh, uh shit. Yes. Oh, God damn it. It's at it's on the tip of my freaking tongue too, and I can't uh I can't think of uh I can't think of the name of what it is. Turtles two, Secret of the Use? The actually that's one of them. 
That's one of them. As a kid, I loved that movie. I Same. Al- I always wanted to watch it more than the original. And then mm-hmm. as I got older, I'm like, nah, original is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. The original like still holds up. I recently watched the second one. And I was oh, like, it's, ooh, it's garbage. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, this is good as a kid. I would take Let's- Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, over Turtles 2 at this point. I would agree. At least the gags are pretty funny. That's a hot take. That is a hot take from me. Hot. There is going to be some angry, angry people. That's fine. Well, we had a guest, a former guest, reach out, and uh, he commended us on the last episode. So we got to give a nice little shout out to uh, our previous guests, uh, Stephen White and Aaron yes. McConnell, for uh, a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's always nice whenever somebody, even if it's somebody that. I just I love it when somebody reaches out and tells us that hey, you guys are doing a good job. Keep at it. Me too. Like, like, yeah, it feels good. Like, oh, it feels all right. good. Yep. Not just then, like you know what the Cheeto Dusters who uh, who have who had stuff to say uh, they won't be disappointed <laughs> again this week. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, His name was Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, you Cheeto Duster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you got some you got some hot books that you uh, read. Well, just just one, just one. Okay, but it'll be good. I'm excited to I'm excited to talk about it. Um, Is it an image book or no? It's a where'd it go? Uh, a floating world. Whoa, Portland Zone. I, I always forget that people. If you've if you're ever in Portland, Oregon, you're downtown Portland. You gotta go. Over, I think it's like fifth and something, but you gotta go to Floating World. It, I don't. It's think one I've of ever the been there. If, oh, I'm, if I'm being honest, yeah. Next time I'm in town, let's go. Okay. Like, it, it's one of those. They've got a little bit of everything, but at least the last time I was there, they have one of the best like indie uh, collections or indie tables I've ever seen. And then they also, if you if People, if you're out there and you listen to vinyl, they've got some really cool, oh. like, vinyls. Uh, they got a really cool vinyl section. There we go. But, That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I have they, vinyls. Oh. Do I have a record yeah. player? No, not yet. I, I need to get one. But I've got, oh, some, I've got some good vinyls. I, I purposely have not purchased a record player. Because, because of that reason? Because I'd end up just spending all my yeah. money on vinyl. We'd, we'd turn um, this into a comics and vinyl podcast. You know what's weird is I, I like at this point like it's mostly just for the the vinyl art. Yeah. Like I love yeah, yeah. the packaging of it. It's just so fucking badass, and I you know agree. so much work goes into that. And it just kind of like, don't get me wrong, I'm there for the music too. Like, like I would love to go and get every vinyl that Fu Manchu puts out. <laughs> um, they're putting out. They got a new one coming out that looks nice. oh, looks so fucking. I like cool. to do movie scores. I'm a movie score guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you is scores or soundtracks? Scores. Because there's a big difference. Yes, like, very big difference. A lot of those soundtracks, it's like music inspired by right. the movie. Right. No, I like I like the scores. So like anything John Williams, I want it. You know, but I want like. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Like I like those uh, when Mondo does the releases where they have those awesome, uh, awesome artwork. It's on there, so you know you can almost yeah. kind of use it as a as an art piece. Yeah. Uh, as well as as well as a, a a vinyl for music. 
And it seems like um, the bands that are consistently putting out vinyl, like they, I think that like they put, they purposely are putting, at least it seems like they're putting a lot of work into the packaging just because, you know, it's not necessarily convenient to buy vinyl. So I think people are aware of like, hey, individuals that are spending money on this, it's like, it's got to look fucking cool. Yeah. You know, like they're even doing stuff like, I've seen some of the bands now are putting out like uh, the actual record itself. The actual vinyl is like translucent or it's got like dye in it. So that when it spins, it creates like weird, you know, textures on the, on the record table. It, yeah. uh, I don't know. I love all that stuff. It's so cool. I don't have any of it, but um, it's because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> like for me, I want, I'm always on a quest to find, if I find a if I find like a record player, right? I yeah. I don't just want to go buy like a brand new one. Like I would want like a cool old vintage one that's as much of an art piece as it is a record player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that would be the way to do it. Um well, we got a we got an amazing guest returning. Yes, we do. Si- Simon Roy is going to be here. It's going to be Oh, I'm excited. I've got yeah. I've got some questions for that man. Oh. Well, just one. Just one big one. Okay. One right. big one. Yeah. I don't even know what that what his, it would be. I'm going to put his feet to the fire for for the Cubs. Oh. Okay. There we go. All right. There it is. Wow, intense. Uh was there any? Is there anything where we got a couple minutes before he comes in? Is there anything we're missing? Anything I movie just, or wise or anything like uh, that? I just saw uh, a thing from Todd McFarlane. I don't know if you saw this. No, um, I haven't been on Twitter too much lately. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's a dumpster fire of a site, <laughs> but uh, and everybody goes there. <laughs> the the guy the the guy who makes. $20 Batman figures and 90% of the stuff that you see from him is all Batman figures, right? In the stores. What, uh, McFarlane? Yeah. McFarlane? Yeah, the McFarlane figures. Granted, I will say he does a lot of different stuff, but the stuff that you see in the stores, yeah, 90% of it is Batman figures for $20 that are made for adults. He, okay. he went on a tangent on some podcast or YouTube show about why he doesn't... Uh, he doesn't make more uh, uh, action figures of uh, of women, and it's because little little boys won't want them, and it'll turn them into serial killers. And well, I, I like Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I will happily disagree with what yeah. he said. Um, I'm I would like to get him on the podcast one day, sure, uh, and I think it's doable. I think we could, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he's would say. I don't was, know why it was a that. weird. It was a weird take from a guy. Oh. Like you know, he was talking about. Uh, well, first of all, I'm not buying my seven year old the the Prince of Beards Max. I'm not <laughs> buying him a twenty dollar toy action figure. Hey man, there's uh, he, he, he gets the eight dollar ones. Okay. Um, yeah. First of all, and. It was just a weird. It was a weird take. It was a weird huh. take that I just didn't really think. Uh, it didn't jive with the big man. It didn't make sense. Didn't make any sense to me, huh. um, whatsoever. Yeah, especially like when I was a kid. Like I would have killed to have like a rogue action figure from you know from the '90s X Men cartoon. 
I don't. Yeah, they, there wasn't a lot of uh, or you know female. Uh, well, I guess they had. I had a storm. I never had rogue. I, I never think had there an April O'Neil. I would have. I've always wanted an April O'Neil figure as a kid. Um, I ha- I have the April, that April O'Neil figure. Son of a bitch. Um, you know it's time. He's 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 waiting in the wings. All right, let's bring him in. All right. Hell yeah. Check one two. Oh, and we're back. Hello. With our guest, who doesn't remember that he was already <laughs> here once before. It, that's how strong and, and deadly tiger milk really is. It just knocks that's, you out. It, that's true. It just, yeah. It fucks you up, man. It's uh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, every time we record a new episode, uh, we don't even remember it till the next morning. Like, whoa. Well, what we got to get this out. We got to get yeah. this out. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simon Roy, how's it going, man? Up, man? You're back. How's it feel? Uh, not bad, not bad. I was just thinking about how, like, I don't know, the few, like, I, I rarely, I rarely uh, present my my voice or face online. So it's like, as soon as it's happened, I pass through the fog of anxiety of doing it, and then just immediately like compartmentalize. And <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'll I like stuff, but hey, I'm ready to do that again tonight, boys. I'm fucking here. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to rock. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, you've been very. Very busy. Yeah. I think the last time we had you on, you ha- were writing an image book. Um, I it, can't it was like the in the future. Uh, it was a sci-fi book. Well, it had also part of the pro- part of the problem. I was thinking about this is um, we gave it the generic name of Protector. That's what it was. That's, that's what. But right. then we had to change the name. Oh, what? So completely, kind of, kind of. Uh, uh, evaporated some of the momentum because um, it was a thing where a what was it another like a, I think it was like an American football player had uh, the name Protector copyrighted for comic books even though there's like a bunch of there's several different comic books called Protector already which was should have been a warning sign for us but <laughs> um, so uh, now be honest with me did it kind of affect sales a little bit having to change the name well i think it did but also like like the, our second issue was about to drop when like all of north america locked down yeah. so we had a few different uh fun interventions into the uh into the process that um just really really bled that momentum off uh, that's yeah. right because <laughs> last time you were on uh was 2020 and i was like uh, my wife and I, we were a few weeks from going up to Vancouver for a Jimmy Eat World concert, and then they canceled. So obviously, you know, everyone canceled everything. Um, but yeah, now it's all it's all coming back to me. The Tiger Milk haze is, you know, yeah. it's going away. But but even despite that, you're still here. You're still rocking. You've got. Right. It right. sounds like you've got two projects. You've got a Webtoons project, and then it sounds like. Image, uh, you did a Kickstarter project a little while ago, uh, an anthology, correct? Was it an anthology or kind of? It's it's like um, it's a series of short stories set in the same world, and all the stories are interconnected. So there's like overarching elements yeah. throughout different individual chapters, um, and that's the book Grip of the Combinat, 
Uh, That's right. Made, Where's my uh, book? Where's my book, Simon? <laughs> Where is it? Well, see the supply chain. It's, uh, <laughs> I know. But, but Image picked it up, right? They're going to do a release of it. Yeah. So we're doing uh, we're doing our hardcover for the Kickstarter backers. Dope. Um, and then a soft cover mass market edition that'll be out there in the world too, which is pretty oh, awesome. That's so yeah, that- we'll we'll hit all the bases, presumably. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, I know. that's badass. Um, and then you're wet. You've got a web. You've been you've been all over my Twitter feed the last few like couple weeks with uh, you're doing I'm this web to I'm trying to yell. I'm trying to I'm trying to shout about it the whole time. Well, you got my attention. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, um, what's going on a webtoon? So the webtoons thing is funny because it's a book that uh, has been finished since October in its entirety, kind of, mm, um, wow. and was drawn with help from like uh, patrons on my Patreon. So I'd like I would like draw maybe I, th- I think it was between six and twelve pages a month for a while there, and put it up in black and white, um, and then partnered up with. Um, a colorist named Sergei Nazarov, who is okay. incredible, um, to to color it ever since. So I've been kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. Um, and I figured, I don't know, Webtoons, instead of building a website and trying to be like, hey, come, come on, subscribe to my website. I was like, you know, yeah. oh, there's formats out there. Uh, Webtoons reads pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, it does. Did you do that through the webtoon? Was it webtoon canvas? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically just like a, a, a platform like YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's like, if you get, if you reach a certain threshold, you get ad sharing or you get ad revenue, but um, I'm not super, uh, I'm not holding, holding my hope out to yeah. reaching the like, cause there's, there's, there's like, there's K-pop like romance oh, yeah. mangas on there that have like you know 10 million oh yeah subscribers and that kind of thing. So oh yeah, I just found out my my sister doesn't read comics that much, whatever you know. But then she was like, oh yeah, webtoon. I read webtoon all the time. I was like, well, that's comics, you little shit. Like <laughs> she's like, oh, it is. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I guess I read comics. I was like, you know, god damn it. But uh, so, uh, hey, you're it's a good platform to be on. Is great. I think you, yeah. Is it yeah. is it out now or when is it? It's it's I'm starting to put out chunks of it now. So two chapters out of a potential like 30. I can't remember how it's going to break down. OK, we'll but, make sure to link um, the page in our notes. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll send that over. Uh, now I, have, that out. Um, I have I have a couple questions regarding yes. Webtoon. Yeah. Um, yes. One. How was it? formatting and then two the second one would just be how do you schedule your posts uh formatting is super easy they just tell you like right on the on the web page um well also part, part of it too is like i drew this book um on smaller paper with the intention of like printing it quite tiny um, okay so because of that all the lettering is actually sized pretty well for a phone screen which oh, is nice. kind of a happy accident. Um, yeah. And I mean, and the, just, they're, they're super clear. They're just like, don't like, this is the ratio the images should be. Don't do anything outside of that. And then you okay. just drop them into a post and there's a little thing at the bottom where you can 
you can schedule updates. So it's like, it's, it seems pretty, uh, pretty, pretty easy and seamless, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, it seems I, it's one of those things. Like I always think I always have webtoon in the back of my head. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. it might be a, cause I think doing web comics is very different. Like you said, build a website, direct people there. It's like pulling teeth. You're like breaking people's legs just to get them to look at it. But then you, yeah, like, these apps and like I, I, it's a thing where like, I feel like, uh, I mean, I've been thinking this for 10 years, but maybe like 20 years ago was really the time to be the guy posting stuff on your own website, yeah. even even 10 years ago. And I mean, yeah. it, it might even work now. I don't know. The the Kill Silk Spilling Demons guy, um, he is, he's consistently, I don't know, a lot of people read his comic on his website all the time still. Um, but um, I don't know. That is something I think about just like, what the ideal way to be a cartoonist online would have been since like, it's already too late for me. It's already, (laughs) it's already over, but you know, like just, just from watching, it's like you commit to a story idea that like the, that you're fired up about. And then you just do that. And then you just do one thing indefinitely. Right. Um, And hopefully someone likes it, but that's the way it's like, like people, I really like doing lots of small, different things. Um, and I don't think that's kind of what, I don't think that's necessarily what online communities are are best at uh, consuming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, do you kind of diversify what's on your table drawing table? That is uh, just because boredom that keeps it, keep things fresh. Yeah. And, and necessity. Like I, I haven't like, I, I, almost never do any like comics for hire stuff. I usually, I've, I've been doing a lot of um, like right now I'm, I'm doing almost full-time like video game concept design work. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Well, right now it's very, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a game that's very quietly in development behind, behind several NDAs. Um, sure. and I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see, to see how it all goes. God damn it. Now but, I want to uh, know. <laughs> Well, 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 you'll we never know. No, 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 in a year, in a year. Actually, no, if you never, if you'll never know, that's actually that's bad for everybody. I think you'll probably know in about a year. Okay. Uh, so, um, I'm, well, now we have to segue into the video game yeah. world. Are you? Uh, are one, you what are you doing? Yeah, are you a gamer? What are you doing? Like, are you a concept artist? Like, what's your role? Right now, I'm doing concept arts, like designing monsters and stuff. Which yeah. is which is kind of like the, that's like I, I lucked into out and looked into this job uh, end of last year, and it's kind of like the ideal, um, like job of this type mm-hmm. that I've I've tried for like I I've, I've applied for before I, did, I haven't gotten, um, and previously I've worked a lot with uh, a very nice small company called um, A Sharp that makes a game called um, Six Ages. And it's kind of like Bronze Age fantasy Oregon Trail with like illustrations to show events. Oh, very cool. So that's cool. I've done like I've done since 2016, I've done like just tons of work for them, um, which is which is fun. Just like I'll just get a brief that's like scorpion men are stealing your sheep. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, I'll draw some scorpion men stealing some sheep. You know, like you know, a giant, a giant goo ball is eating the whole village. Back. Okay. Well, I'll be artful and try and figure out how to not draw too much of that. Yeah. You know? Okay. I have a question. I have, I gotta ask, do you find it weird? Cause I run into this all the time. Do you find it weird when you meet somebody who 
isn't in the, we'll just say creative circles, you know, and they're like, what do you do for a living? Like, what'd you do today at work? And you're like, well, I, I drew skeleton men uh, riding scorpion dogs. It's just what I do. Uh, <laughs> I do like being able to say that sometimes. Sometimes you can, well, and I noticed too, it's like when you're, when you, people know what video games are and have some access to them. So like, yeah. Comic book fans know comics. Mm-hmm. And if when you say you draw comics, people are like, oh, man, cool. Good for you. And that's kind of the I feel like a lot of the time that's like the response. But then when you're like yeah. doing video games, they're like video games. I play video games. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's way cooler. And like, yeah, I did. Uh, that, was, that was literally my reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, dude, that's exactly. And like it, I, I had a, a job for like four months drawing uh, backgrounds on the Captain Underpants TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Which uh, I, I wasn't my favorite job. It was fine. Pays um, the bills. It, it paid the bills for the four months. Um, and also, it, it, it really closed me in and energized me and made me make my own work, which is cool. But um, And I got to go to an office. That was, that was sick. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, what's that like? Oh, my gosh. Know. It only happened once. And like one day, I hope it happens again, <laughs> you know, not for a long period, but like three months in an office is actually, that's kind of, that's I, nice. I imagine it was probably pretty, did you have set hours too? Was it nice? Just get up and doing that kind of structured life. Like most people. Yeah. Do? <laughs> yeah. It was nice. Instead of wake up and being like, okay, I have to motivate myself to, you know, put on pants and then do a bunch of work. You know, like, Or yeah. it's like, no, no, you to even get the money at all, you got to be out the door. You got to be sitting there drinking too much coffee. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. I imagine it's probably not that it's like a social setting, but it's got to be nice to be once in a while in an office where, you know, you, there's a little bit of camaraderie. You get to work alongside other people. It's not like, I mean, like I, I, I'm, I think it depends basement. on your job. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean yeah. for this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm talking like creatively. It, totally. I work in a basement by myself in the dark all day. It's just going oh. outside is like, ah, ah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So I don't know. That's got to be kind of a nice change of pace. Well, it was, it was nice because a friend of mine actually um, like recommended me for the job. So, um, and he he sat fairly close to me. So every time I'd go and get coffee, you know, make eye contact. He got up. We both chat for a little bit. Oh, that's you know, cool. Just, week, just week. enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Oh no! But the the reason I brought that up was I ran into a friend's father downtown Vancouver one day, and I had like the crew shirt on, the the crew hoodie that they that they give out to the production with Captain Underpants on it. And because it's like a, a DreamWorks property, technically, mm-hmm. yeah. um, my friend's dad was so impressed. Because he was like, I've certainly seen movies that have that logo. So wow, you are coming up in the world. And I was like, you know, I'll I'll take that. That's fine. Yes, I'm doing I'm doing gravy. You know, does it? It's weird. I mean, it is kind of weird that unless you work on something that is, I guess, day to day recognized in like mainstream pop culture. You don't sometimes like a lot of people don't give you any kind of validation, but then they see like the Marvel logo or DreamWorks logo or Netflix. They're like, "Oh, you you are you you're are somebody. A, Who are you? You're an adult. Yeah. You're an adult. Good job." <laughs> well, because every everybody's got a little everybody's got a little side hustle, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a varying level. So I think it's also like I don't know when you're validated by a third party, 
that, <laughs> that the other person recognizes. That's like that the social the social uh, graces that that kind of give you. You get a little you get a little boost just from yeah. being validated by them having seen anything at all to do the thing thing that you're doing, um, yeah. even if you don't care at all about it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, even if you're like, oh wow, I gotta draw a kids a school like a like a an elementary school gym again, but the style guide is everything is a little bit off, but the perspective still has to be right. So it's incredibly difficult to figure out exactly what the vibe is on this stupid gym, yeah. you know. <laughs> and my supervisor knows the vibe, and he'll correct me. Yeah, but, yeah. But I anyway, honestly, I haven't worked in a setting like that. Like my first, very first professional job was work. I worked at a place called Telegraphics, and it was like they did comics for the army. And um, that's kind of sick in a weird way. I, I'm I'm interested. <laughs> like <laughs> it was and wasn't. Uh, I mean, you got paid hourly, uh, which was all right. I guess it was good. I was still at school, um, but it, um, yeah, like there's certain aspects of it that were like great and then there were certain aspects of it the style guide thing because it was the military they were like you had to count like bolts in the side of machinery and stuff and you had to like if there was one too many bolts and they weren't in the right place like they'd make you redo it you know it was the the military has a way of sucking the fun out of everything because if you think about it uh, I was in the Marines. That should have been the coolest job in the world. What do we do all day? Like <laughs> we shoot guns, we lift weights, and then you know we drink beer at the end of the day. They found a way to ruin it. They found a way to ruin it, and that's that's just what they do. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool though. From hey, from from Marine Corps finest to doing a comics podcast. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Dude. That's right. He's coming yeah. up in the world, I'm man. Coming He's coming up in the world. <laughs> We're all coming up, baby. Yeah. We're all... <laughs> oh, uh, God. So, I mean, like, it sounds like you're working on a lot of, like, team projects and stuff. Was that kind of the reason? Um, I mean, that's got to... You said uh, you mentioned that it uh, kind of got the juices going to do do your own project uh, or do your own thing. Is that kind of one of those where you're like, we got to have uh, the Simon Roy like name in lights kind of over something, get it out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes definitely like, well, cause like the, so the two projects, the grip of the combinat, um is a collaboration with my friend Damon mm-hmm. where we like would pre code. We wrote it all pre COVID. So like I go down to Seattle uh, and we'd kind of have like a, a mild uh, bender of a weekend and just like yeah. write it all or write like write like two chapters or something and do a bunch yeah. of thumbnails um, and watch like a bunch of old Kung Fu movies and that kind of thing. That sounds, sounds awesome. Amazing. <laughs> it was, it was like, well, cause also like the it's cause it's like sci-fi comedy adventure. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I used to be much more like, anal retentive hard sci-fi minded mm-hmm. person um but like working with damon on, on like a comedy project is a lot both of us will throw up we'll just like throw shit at the wall and all of a sudden we'll be like oh that okay that's it and then we then we move on so there's yeah. like a real nice uh where no one is no one is like fighting for their holy vision right in the project so, I, I so like you're not you're not so you're not butting heads yeah almost at all which is nice. That's um, good. It sounds like you guys have a real nice like workflow. I mean, obviously if you're just going down there to, to, to write <laughs> and sketch and 
fucking have a good time. Watch like Kung that's Fu pretty movies. awesome. Yeah. 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 What are what are what are some of your go to uh, kung fu movies then? Oh, the I will say actually my all time favorite kung fu movie. All right. Um, and actually, soon as you as you read more of Grizz Grobus, there's gonna there's a few tiny non kung fu elements taken from this movie that are sprinkled okay. through um, some of the stories. Um, it's called Encounters of the Spooky Kind. Um, great, terrible. Like I, I think they just chose it because Encounters of the Third Kind had come out, and it's like a, it's a, it's a comedy horror kung fu movie from like Hong Kong, like early '80s, starring Sammo Hung, who's incredible. I'm um, looking it up right now. Sammo Hung's the man. I mean, like. I mean, him and Jackie Chan, when they were coming up together, I mean, like, Meals on Wheels, like, get out of my face. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's Well, and just see, seeing a fat guy move like that is incredible. Because, like, he's not, he's not like a big, he's, 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 a, he's a big flabby guy, and he's flying through windows. He's falling off of rafters. Like, it's, but the, the, the premise is incredible because it's a guy who, Sammo Hung is, like, a big, a big, strong, dumb guy who works for a conniving rich man. And the conniving rich man is sleeping with Sammo Hung's wife behind his back. <laughs> and he wants to ki- he wants to kill Sammo Hung, but he's like, Sammo Hung's too good at Kung Fu. So I can't risk, I can't risk just like an assassin, like, but I have to figure out a way to kill him. So then he hires an evil Chinese sorcerer. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. So the initial like set of, the initial sequence is like Sammo Hung, because he's also very prideful. He gets he gets uh, called a coward and gets tricked into sleeping overnight in a, in a Chinese mausoleum, um, oh. wherein the evil Chinese sorcerer takes over a corpse and proceeds to try and kung fu fight and kill Sammo Hung using the corpse oh. like a puppet. Like, so there's all whenever there's weird Chinese magic in these like horror kung fu movies, like it's it's so awesome, it's so dope. Dude, I can't believe I haven't seen this. This sounds yeah. amazing. So here's it's, what we need it's to really do. Good. Here's what we need to do. We need to uh, we need to do a riff tracks of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in. 100%. Well, also you got to watch it with the Chinese. Always. Or no, no, no. When I'm also thinking of another, there's one I really like called Mr. Vampire. Um, okay. Which I won't get into the whole premise, but that's another one where there is an English dub that is terrible. Yeah. You need like you need the. You need the kind of murky, badly translated subtitles. Agreed. Then it's like it's way more creative. You're you're trying to figure yeah. out what's going on. Like, it's, oh yeah. Have and you, all the rules, uh, all the rules, the magic oh, rules yeah. of how to fuck with a vampire. How do you That's fuck right. with a Chinese vampire? Duck I eggs, no sticky rice. You know, like these are these are things <laughs> you gotta know. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is quickly turning into the uh, the 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 uh the kung fu martial arts podcast um i'm into it <laughs> have you uh have you seen i'm a i've just finished i think there's four of them uh have you seen sister street fighter have you seen those no Dope. it's it's like it's japanese it's they're from japan so it's japanese like kung fu films but it's at it's like i want to say late 70s maybe early so it's like if they're all i think they're all like produced by Sonny Chiba. He makes an appearance in all of them, like, you know, and um, there, and it's a spinoff of Street Fighter, the Sonny Chiba film. Mm. So, and, so Sister Street Fighters? Yeah, it's, 
it's, yeah, it's just one. I can't remember the actress's name, but she just she did like four of these films, and then she did another film where Sonny Chiba played her dad called Dragon Princess, which is a standalone. You gotta see it, dude. It's so she kicks so much fucking ass. I love it. They're great. It's just usually her going up against like the yakuza and but but they're like late 70s you were telling me about this movie yeah yeah just 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 the first paragraph on wikipedia covers the entire plot and sounds (laughs) awesome (laughs) (laughs) and there's like four movies man yeah 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 that sounds great yeah if you're if you're a kung fu guy and i don't know if uh i don't know if you're a gamer or not but there's a game called sifu that just came out a couple of months ago uh, and it's essentially you're a kung fu master in a revenge movie, and it's fantastic. Highly, oh. highly recommended. And every time you die, you age. So you can you can end the game being like seventy years old, just kicking the crap out of people. It's pretty fun. That sounds that sounds super fun. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not a huge gamer. I'll kind of go on the I'll go on like a tear and just like play one game and then take mm-hmm. a few months off mm-hmm. um yeah. just because uh i'm a big it's, gamer it's oh it's a dangerous time sink for me yeah kind of especially working from home like mm-hmm. it's really it can be playing with fire mm-hmm. yeah. oh i know yeah yeah i don't uh you know i've been wanting to do speaking of games uh i just found we have it's pretty much in brand new condition but a regular like the old gray box the nes with yeah. two controllers and the gun and, but Ooh. there's no power cords for it. But there's a shop here in Anchorage. I was thinking about Those going are easy down there enough to power get. cords. Yeah, but I want to get my hands on Metroid. I haven't played Metroid or Contra in forever, and those were like two of my favorite. Do you games have Contra? Up. No, oh, no. I always it's one of those like good luck finding it. Yeah, it's one of those games where like all my buddies had it, so I would just play it at their place. I never Dude, actually when you had it. I I have the. Uh, uh, for my Nintendo Switch, we have like the NES online where they've got Metroid, and I believe they have Contra on there that we can that we can get down and jam on. I'm a purist, man. I need the great books. <laughs> well, okay. I want to be able to blow on the cartridge and then stick it in there, and then you know jam it around. It doesn't work. You pull it out and blow again. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, always yeah. The, everyone has their own pattern. You know, you blow twice, yeah. and then you do like a soft <laughs> blow, put it in, and then it works every and- time. If to beat the game, I want to have to like, okay, it's midnight. I, I've got to play straight through till 6 a.m. Because that's the only way I'm going to beat this stupid game. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's you what you save. do. With, there's no saving. Well, I mean, you might, you might be in trouble too. Because I, I heard how uh, the, the vi- like the vintage video game market is currently like being, being like inflated by speculators hugely. Oh, yeah. So like, Huge. it's just being what? completely destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Like. Like it's all collector's items. Well, like, like, yeah, like think of housing. Okay. <laughs> oh, yep. No, a hundred percent. And trying to find a game like Contra, whoo, you're going to be paying. You know what? I did buy, I'm I bought one like right 10 now. years ago. I bought one like 10 years ago, but it never worked. I couldn't get it to work. Mm, yeah. I think it was just like a shoddy copy, you know, but, um, <laughs> well, shit. There goes my, my I just found my out journey. about this. Uh, yeah. Damon, Damon was telling me about it and it was something where like really? the, the the, uh, the shadowy cabal of guys who are who are behind it all um, learned how to do like the collector speculation yeah. inflation. Uh, Interesting. Like I think in like the stamp market back in the eighties or something like that, and then the coin market. And yeah. so just like slowly, slowly, uh, 
I think, yeah, well, I mean, and we all know the, the comic book speculator boom and collapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Are you, uh, I, I, do you, are you a collector of anything? Do you collect uh, comics or anything like that? Is that uh... just like knickknacks? That's kind of, I, I yeah. try not to like, I, I used to, I used to be like a, an avid National Geographic collector until I had just like, cra- like crates of them. And then I just, uh, obviously you just have to get rid of that shit. Like, yeah. And it's, and no one wants it either. So like I gave it to the goodwill knowing that like there's, it's probably just going to get mulched. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, yeah. But they used to be a thing though, man. Like that was uh like yeah. in the nineties where if like someone was going to give you their, their net net geo collection, it was a big deal. Like I remember for a while I had a collection and then, I think I bought like a hundred back issue copies from like the eighties off of somebody and it wasn't cheap. I remember paying some actual money for it, you know, and I think back on now, like what a waste. <laughs> oh man. They're so like, cause like I got super into them in high school. Cause the, uh, like the art room was full of them and they were just like doomed to be parts of crappy collages. And I was like, there's, there's history here that can't be lost. Uh, And then I, it ends up, I just denied future students access to great collage materials. Yeah. Um, Because it's pretty, it's, it's pretty shameful behavior. I I realize now. It's okay. It's okay. Well, speaking of shameful, I think what we really need to get (laughs) into is uh, you posted a video for your Kickstarter uh, on the internet. (laughs) And um, I backed it based off of the video alone. Like I didn't look at, any description i just said this video is awesome backed <laughs> i probably watched the video maybe 10 times yeah. and it might may have been i i heard in some circles i heard it discussed the greatest comic book kickstarter video of all yes. time yes i'm just i'm just for uh, now oh wow oh Ooh. wow <laughs> brian shooting shots <laughs> oh, warning hey, shots over the bow i'd be i'd be glad i'd be glad to see a better video <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be overjoyed <laughs> so i gotta but, ask uh, man like what was the process for that because yeah. like you have i'm guessing you had to have had green screen or something going on oh right? yeah so so uh my my very old childhood friend uh Peter Henrich, who's the other guy in the video. Um, cause I was, cause like I, we, you know, Damon can't, couldn't really come up here and vice versa. So me and Peter and Damon kind of like got on a, on a zoom and wrote what the story was going to be for the, for the, for the, for the video. Um, and then on one hot August day, Peter came over here and we put up the green screen Um and we just filmed it all in one go. And then Peter went off and did an incredible job of editing it all together. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll show you, send you guys a link to the, uh, the follow-up video. Yes. Because I was, I was out of town and we, we wanted to time the release of the second video with like one of the Kickstarter updates that we had. So we, uh, in, like, so we, I, we didn't have time to actually film anything new. So me and Peter were talking. We're like, well, how about we just take a bunch of footage that from the first video and just overdub it and do new backgrounds. So, <laughs> so we have a very, a very beautiful first video um, that is just entirely gruesomely overdubbed. Yeah. Um, I love with, uh, yeah. P- Peter did an even better or worse job with the green screen stuff, which is, yeah. 
Dude, I, I thought I'm it was quite proud of it. Yeah, you should be. You it should was be. awesome. It was great. It was great. I'd never, I mean, like, I mean, people are doing Kickstarters left and right all the time, right? Like, you never see people's videos actually trend. Your video was like people were sharing it <laughs> yeah. and sending it. Like, I think I had two people send it to me, like, dude, did you see this? Like, this is awesome. And I'm oh, like, that's, that's very, it's very uh, affirming. I like to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell the boys too. They'll be like, I was just doing a podcast uh, last night, boys. And let me tell you, word on the street, we're incredible. We're doing <laughs> we're incredible. We're, we are next level. Next level. I mean, yeah, look out, Tim and Eric. Mm-hmm. I think someone's coming for your jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're they're not they're not making a lot of stuff anymore. So there's yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of space for uh the next iteration of that type of evil garbage, I think. Yeah, so. definitely. Were you guys were you guys looking at stuff like that? Uh yeah, like uh, I'm Peter Peter is a huge Tim and Eric fan. Um, right. and I, when I was living with him a few years ago, I warmed up to it. Cause like my brother gave me the first DVD of Tim and Eric, I think when it first came out and because I was a very serious young man, uh, I hated it. I just, I was extreme. I was like offended. I was like, I was almost like, I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything at the time, but I'm just like, why the fuck would you give me this, this trash? I hate this. Yeah. And then, you know, a few, you know, Three or four years later, you know, getting stoned at three in the morning, watching Tim and Henrik, and I was like, "Oh, I, well, I get it now. I get it. This is this is actually incredible." Yeah, so. it's crazy. Like I, before, I don't think I was in college when they came out, and I remember seeing it, and I didn't get it. I just, I was like you, I was very yeah. serious. I just didn't get it. And then, like one of my, I guess when I got out of college, my first gig was like doing storyboards for a small film studio in Portland. And um, they kept talking about Tim and Eric and, you know, they had like some, at the time they had some major clients like North face and stuff. And the weirdest thing is like, they were telling me that like when they would have meetings with like some of these executives, they would all bring up Tim and Eric. Like, Oh, did you see, especially if they were looking for like comedy stuff. Cause they saw like what Geico was doing, you know, yeah. the Geico commercials. And then yeah. they would bring up Tim and Eric. And that was what made me like, well, maybe I need to go revisit this. And then I go like, now I, pro- I watched probably Tim and Eric more than I did when I was actually doing storyboards and shit <laughs> and where I'm like, dude, these guys are genius. It's so genius. Cause it's so low budget, but it's so weird and engaging. Once, once, you, once you get what they're trying to, or, or just which, once you get the, just like the vibe they're trying to do, mm-hmm. then it, yeah. then it clicks. If you, if you like, cause yeah, I remember first seeing it and not, not making the connection. Like, cause I, I don't think I watched that much like late night infomercials. I'd seen them. Yeah. But I'd also compartmentalized, put thrown them out of my brain. Yeah, yeah. And it took uh, it took just really wallowing in the middle of the night to <laughs> really get the evil nightmare hell that they were making. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they're making they made some, some weird shit. Oh, um. So uh, <laughs> not to oh, change, not to change pace, but. Uh, you know, we haven't seen you in what two? What's about two years? Two now, years, yeah. I guess. Right around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So, how was uh, how was your pandy, man? How did you uh, how did you stay um, sane, or did you not? Did you like lose it for a while, run out in the Canadian wilderness, and now you're back? <laughs> uh, I I had a pretty a pretty great pandemic. Uh, wow, that's honestly. great. Yeah, like I I moved in with a couple of friends right before the pandemic started. Okay. Um, 
artists or just buddies? Uh, one is a friend of mine who uh, does storyboards uh, and comics. Um, Oliver Hine, check him out. Um, All right. But um, and then and then uh, our other friend who is a economics grad student. Um, okay. Check out but, the big brain on the other friend. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about that fucking guy. You know, but <laughs> but um no, so like it it was uh it was kind of nice because initially like I was the only one leaving the house to go work at like a studio because no one else was going to the building that the studio was in. So I would like put on my mask and like put on a little adventure hat and like go out into the empty streets. And, yeah. uh, and then come home and like all my roommates and their girlfriends would be there just like all cooking. And I'd be like, so I'd show up, eat a bunch of great food, um, yeah. you know, try and do some dishes, try and try and look like I was participating. Sure. Yeah. Right. Not but, just um, taking advantage. I see. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's not even bring that up. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> but um, so it was, I know it was really nice. And then uh, later, like at the end of the first year of the pandemic, um, I moved back to uh, Victoria, which is where I'm from. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I love it. I love Victoria, man. Victoria's Victoria's great. Places. It's the and, best. Uh, yeah. Now, now I'm like renting a suite in my family compound. So, like, my brother and his family live here. My parents live here. It's like we don't have any guns yet, but you know we're we're working on it. You, working we're, on it. We're gonna get there. We're coming up on Doomsday come on, Preppers. The come the on down compound. to the states, man. Yeah, come on <laughs> exactly. down to the states. We can hook you up with them guns. Well, real easy yeah. to get here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, got to bring them back up to the Roy homeland. That's true. That's, Victoria, that's BC. A good point. That's Victoria, a good point. BC. If any cool smuggling fans know how to get <laughs> firearms, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard. I've heard the docks. That's all I got to say. The docks. There's a lot of fishermen that go back and forth. That's all I'm going to say. There we go. Just, just, just the docks, man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You grease the I red know, palm at the docks, you know? I know a guy. He, he does crabs. Okay. So, but also guns on the side. It's fine. No big deal. Yeah, also cocaine. If you like yeah. any of these things, crabs, guns, cocaine. I know the guy. Yeah. Here we go. So with things kind of, you know, things opening back up, uh, conventions are happening again. Uh, are you are you doing any conventions this year or next year on the schedule? Uh, I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm still kind of figuring that out. Uh, I did a I did a convention in Vancouver um, a few weekends ago. Oh. That was it was kind of it was kind of lovely. Like I didn't I didn't get a, a huge amount of business because it was kind of like your classic. Um, like William Shatner was there to sign things and the trailer mm. park boys. So I was Ooh. like, the comics were there Ooh. kind of as a secondary yeah. thing. Yeah. Dude. Um, trailer park boys. Uh, nice. It was, it was, it was cool. Cause like I walked down one aisle and then I saw them all sitting there and I was like, sick, they're here. And that was, that was all I needed. And then I went and did something else, but it, actually seeing them in real life. Yeah. Do you want to hear a tra- trailer park boys story? Please. That I have. So, do you remember when they launched? Or I don't know if you're familiar with all the stuff they've been doing, but they launched their own network online called SwearNet. You, I was I curious if, about how that because I remember seeing that and just going, okay, okay. yeah, like you it know? did. It did pretty well, and they even had like a movie. It's called just called SwearNet the movie, but they went around and they're promoting it. And I went and saw them 
uh, when they came to Portland, they did like an advanced screening of it. And then afterwards, like me with some friends, we went and got like some food, you know, just down the street. And then we were walking back to our car. We were passing by the venue and like in the back, right. There was probably like 200 people just waiting because when we were there, like people were literally just handing them bags full of weed and drugs. And, just, <laughs> and they were like, they weren't in the trailer park boys character. They were just being the like, Hey, this is our new movie. Like, do anybody have any like questions about the network? All that. No one gave a shit. Everyone was calling them by like, Hey, it's Ricky and Julian and bubbles. Like, they, you know, like they didn't, they didn't give a shit about calling them by like their actual names. And so they had snuck out the side of the building and they had a van that they were loading up so they could get out of there without getting mobbed by, you know, all the, all the dudes like, Hey man, let's go smoke pot. Come on. Yeah. Come on bubbles. Yeah. And it didn't and work. I did it. it. <laughs> no, it did. It did. It was like in the shadows, like everyone was in the back. It was really crazy. They were like maybe like 20 yards away from all these people, but because like, everyone expected them to come out the back through this like VIP exit. Uh, like they were able to just quietly unload all of their shit and go right out the side of the building. And I happened to be walking down the sidewalk and I ran in and I was like, Oh, Hey guys. And it was interesting. Cause uh, the guy who plays Julian and the guy who plays Ricky, you could tell they were fucking done for the night. Like <laughs> Julian, like Rick, like Ricky wouldn't even talk to me. And then Julian was like, he just put his hand up. He's a big dude, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, that we're, we're good. We don't, we're good. And then the guy who plays bubbles, I think his name's, is it Mike Smith or something like that? I think so. He, he was fucking hammered. And so he came over and started talking like, ah, rah, 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 blah, blah, kind of like half in his bubbles character, half normal. And then he got in the van and he's like yelling at us through the van window, but you couldn't hear him. But he was just like losing his shit. And the other guys, you could tell they were like, we need, we have to get it. Fuck this. We got to get out of here before anybody sees us. And that was my, my only, um, that was the time I met the, the, the famous trailer park boys. It was awesome. And I met, um, what's his name? Um, Pat Roach, who plays uh, Randy. He was there. Oh, and he was, that's, that's pretty sick. He's cool. Yeah. And he was wearing a shirt. Um, at least when I saw him, I think during the show, uh, he came out shirtless or like in a thong or something. It was, he's, he's a character, man. He's, you, he's gotta, you gotta do some fan service. Yeah. You, know? you gotta, yeah. the people yeah. want what they want. That's right. Yeah. But they're, so, they're, that's my trip. Sorry. Sorry for the tangent. Just no, 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 no. I love, uh, that I love was it. great. That was great. So you had it was one weird. con and then yeah. no, nothing else on the books. No, I gotta, I gotta talk. Um, yeah, I got, I got schemes. Cause I, my, uh, the the guys who sell my comic book stuff cadence uh cadence comic art yeah they yeah. chat with the people that run the various fan expos um, oh nice so i'm i might i might uh see if i can kind of sneak sneak my way into some of those um yeah because this this is funny because this past convention i messaged them and i was just like hey so like the cadence guys i'm like hey i could you guys scare up some commissions for me? Like that'd be, I'd love to have something to do during, during the convention, like have some things to do. So they did. Um, but hilariously, not a single one of them was for anybody who was at the convention. It was all mail order. <laughs> so I was just like oh, really? sitting there. Yeah. So I had like, I had a, a, a lovely amount of work to do yeah. sitting at the convention all day. Um, and it was, and then I just, uh, you know, a week and a half later, I just uh, put it all in the mail and then sent it off. So oh, that's nice, man. 
it was, it was strangely enough, like it, it was almost like the purest convention experience ever. Cause I didn't, I only talked to the most interested, you know, 15 people that came by my table. Nobody, oh, wow. everybody else was doing something else, but I but also you, was busy and making money. So I wasn't yeah. unhappy. There so you still, yeah, it was, it was glorious in its own way. That's cool. Are you, yeah. um, I know, I know we're always on the short list for Boise. Um, are you, uh, have they reached out to you? Is that something that might be in the future? I, I would go again. Um, yeah. but I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to Josh in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be at the the Washington Summer Con here in, uh, in June. <laughs> yeah. At the Tacoma Dome. Well, actually, I don't know where. No, at the uh, be, State Fairgrounds. You're close. Yeah, you're close. We're not yeah, too far from not the Tacoma Dome. Yeah. I think that's the only convention I'm doing unless, like you said, uh, Josh ends up reaching out and needing, needing some folks. But again, I don't know. I know they've been doing it digitally the last couple years because of the pandemic. So I don't know if they're going to be fully operational this summer i don't know how that's going but yeah i feel like um well it's a funny thing comparing like the guys who run fan expo who i, I can't remember whether they're connected with read pop or some other big mm. they're, they're connected they're like like they're they're like a money-making operation so they right. are doing conventions but like yeah. you know the, the the boise library convention is put on by the city library workers who right. i imagine um are are perhaps of the more cautious persuasion. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not quite as gung ho. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta be honest with that's that. my That might be my favorite convention, not only because of the people they bring in, but just like, it's like the perfect size. It's th- the fact that it's open to the public is so yeah. amazing. Like I wish more cities would do that. Cause I was talking with them about it afterwards and they were saying like how much revenue it actually brings in that weekend just to the city. And oh yeah, it's a stupid amount of money just because of the restaurants and people right. will travel to go there, stay overnight, especially because it's two days. You know, well, like well, listen, Tad, if you're going, if you get invited, you know, you know, I'm crashing, right? Oh, great. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, and Boise, yeah. Boise's a nice city. It's when I first went there, I, I like part of my mind. I was, I was hoping for like. um I don't know, like a backwater, you know, I was be like, Oh, Boise, that sounds like a weird fucked up. And you go there and you're like, Oh, it's just like a bunch of Mormon bankers yeah. <laughs> and, and like potato, potato barons. And you're like, Oh, this is beautiful. There's so yeah. much money flowing through the city. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's like a cool little, like, like they've got like cool little art walks, like the, what's that alleyway back there? I can't remember. Oh, I mean, did yeah, you ever yeah. go walk the alley and it's all, it might, it might be freak alley. It might be it might might be a little bit of a generic name. I can't remember. I don't want to say I don't want to commit to Freak Alley now. But and there's that li- like the little it's too late. little uh, it's too late. Basque restaurant beside the uh, the convention center. Yeah. You know? Oh man, yeah. Everyone's Easy. favorite uh, Spanish separatist ethnic group, the Basques. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those hot pepper sandwiches, boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's good food. I've eaten there. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like Boise. It's a it's a it's a fun little uh, fun little go. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what do you say we take a quick break? Let's do it. We can do that. Okay, sweet. Check one, two. Look at that. 
Maddie K is getting a double dose of double uh, dose. exposure. Yeah. Double dose. Getting yeah. played twice this episode. It's the break. Well, music, I feel so, you know, it's what f- we do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I feel better. I thanks guys for that little break. I don't know. Normally I can hold it all the way through, but not tonight. Hey, we're, we're all getting older. That's right. That's true. <laughs> we're all getting That's older. Right. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, there's an old, there's an old question that we'd like to hit our guests with. Bry, I think it's time. All right. It's time for the question. So the question, the question, I, I wish I would remember what you said last time, but so we could compare it. But the question is something that we ask every guest who comes on the show. And that is given unlimited, like budget wasn't an issue, copyright, whatever wasn't an issue. If you were given freedom to write or to do a comic, write, draw, whatever, however you wanted to do it of any sort of IP out there, be it a comic character, a movie character, a book, TV show, whatever, whatever it might be, what would you do? I, I think, I think I remember my answer because it is the same. I have, I have two answers. All right, let's hear them. Um, let's hear them. The, I mean, the, the real answer is, uh, it's a book that I've already made. It's called Grizz Grobus. You can find it on webtoons. It's incredible. You're gonna love it. <laughs> you like? Do you like Soviet comedy movies? Do you like? Uh, do you like uh, Hong Kong horror action comedies? Oh, then, brother, you're gonna love Grizz Grobus. Um, <laughs> but no, then the other. <laughs> I, love I love the plug. So good. <laughs> well, no, because I also realized I'm like we're chatting. I'm like, shit, I didn't, I didn't plug a goddamn thing. This whole you, you guys gave me a bit of space for, it, and then the free flowing conversation just That's flowed right. too beautifully. That's all right. That's um, how it goes. But um, no, then and then like my my uh, other answer would be like Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Think, oh. Uh, just because I have one Doctor Doom idea that well. I think would be fun. Um, can you give us a little, some little tidbits, a little taste? You know what? Because, especially with the current climate, I don't think it's ever it, it would come up. Um, and okay. you could bear, bear with me. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. Um, is you have it set in like 1992? Uh, Latveria is a former Soviet state right. that's now kind of in tumult, and you have. Dr. Doom slowly making basically like you have Latveria nationalists, you have Russians trying to take control of Latveria. And then a third, a third party, Dr. Doom is yeah. coming up and taking control um, in this kind of like post-Soviet chaos. And then you'd also have the CIA or uh, uh, shield or whoever the, whoever the equivalent American superpower shield, yeah. thing, yeah. uh, you know, would be like, go to you know mr fantastic and just be like yo so remember that guy you went to college with we we think we might need your help we think something's happening in latveria you know yeah. so you could basically like do do just like a fun i don't know i mean it, it would be less fun now that like yeah the current war because also like the reason i like the concept because i'm i was already like fascinated with all the small civil wars in that region in the early 90s um, yeah and so tastelessly shoehorning a Marvel character into that. In my mind, I'm like, that would be fun to draw. We're, we're all getting canceled after this after this pitch. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just know, like, I, I could draw the hell out of that story. But, That'd be great. Um, however, 
it would be tasteless. Sure. Well, just, just by existing, I think it would be interesting, but I think just by existing, it would potentially be tasteless. I mean, given the time time frame, it does co- would coincide at the <laughs> same time Marvel's doing their Cap Wolf run. So you could insert Cap Wolf into that. I'm just saying. I'm just not okay, saying. Okay, that, okay. I'm just saying. I mean, you threw Shield in there. I was like, well, you know, Captain America. That time he's a werewolf. They just, doing they just drop him out of a plane. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how that would work, especially with it wouldn't, like you said. but that'd be OK. I mean, yeah, just Cap geopolitics Wolf. in general. It would it would be interesting, uh, but yeah, I think it would be great. <laughs> and let's be honest, let, like, this could probably happen at some point. This story arc uh, kind of seems like it's happening right now, but, you know, yeah. it's 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 maybe too plausible now. Yeah, That's really. The- yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that is. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting though. Um, Doom's one of those characters. Uh, I just recently have uh, kind of been reading up on. I don't really. I never really knew much about me. Obviously, we know who Doctor Doom is, but I never. Um, I just never really invested much time in the character. He's a. He's a really fascinating character. The stuff they've, and especially the story arcs they've done with him. He's well, because like I haven't read too much actual like Doctor Doom comics. I just like. I have an impression of reading some of my dad's old comics when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like reading, I don't know, like Wikipedia articles and stuff. You're like, wait, is like his mom, like fucked a demon or something. Like, what are we like? There's all sorts of, yeah. there's all sorts of mysterious, uh, deep cuts of Marvel stuff connected with Dr. Doom. Um, yeah. Which, which is interesting. Um, I, I don't know if in my story arc, I would use any of those, but um, I might just, he might just be, uh, you know, he might just be like a Transnistrian separatist kind of, you know, like, yeah, might just be all politics, baby. And no I, one, nobody would like it. Who knows? I, you know, I think it's a, it's an interesting approach with the character. Uh, Marvel has, you know, Marvel and DC have both taken like very mainstream characters and grounded them in very realistic uh, times and settings. So, so, you know, you never know. Good. It could definitely happen. Well, it's it's tough to say too, because like I I watched the newest Batman movie and yeah. on paper it's kind of what I would have wanted, just in it being like it's a little grounded, it's kind of in media res, like it starts you don't it's not the intro of the Batman, like the bat we the Batman exists in this world already. There's a whole thing. Right. Um yeah. but also like I just as I was watching, I'm like, I think I've already seen too much Batman. Like I've already kind of seen all the things they were doing. I I you know, yeah, I just kind of did. You, oh, you know I what? I felt like I'd seen it. You know, not not in a horrible way. But it's just sure. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't very high on the movie either myself. Like I liked it, but I was like, eh. yeah, like yeah. it wasn't quite like it wasn't quite serious enough because Christopher Nolan already did the super serious one, and it wasn't really silly. You know, because then I immediately watched Batman Forever the next night and I was just like, oh fuck yeah, Batman Forever. This is great. Like <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> and that also is an in media res, you know, starts in the middle of uh Batman exists in his world, yeah. fully formed. Yeah. Uh, just completely uh insane. Wow. But so what what would you what what would you give the movie? Did, I mean did you like I haven't seen it actually yet, but but don't don't mind me. I don't watch anything. Uh uh I you know I I don't know. It's. I gave it three and a half out of five beards. 
That's that's what I gave it. It's like a solid think, B, right? I think that's a good that's a good safe. I'd probably I'd probably land somewhere around there because I don't want to be like it was shit. No, because it was like it wasn't it was, shit. It was cool. It was expensive. It looked expensive. It just wasn't for you me. Know? It wasn't it wasn't the Batman for me. Yeah. Oh, and the action could have like even watching this even watching the stupid insane '90s Batman movies, like everything's so over the top. That it just yeah. it can't it can't help but be incredibly entertaining, and like you, the, the the action didn't quite land for me in the new Batman either. You know, like yeah, I want to make this a big whole anti Batman spiel. That's do you I'm have thinking. a favorite Batman movie? People have been that's been really the the thing these days. People have been doing their this is my all the Batman movies. This is my list from top to worst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have like a like? I think I can speak for Bryce is what eighty nine or is it 89. returns eighty nine. Like I yeah. like the yeah. I like the returns Batman, you know, with like Catwoman and stuff. I thought that was great. That was my yeah, favorite. I, I, I think that's probably I because I've only seen the one with the penguin once and I want to give it another try. And I watched when I was a kid for some reason we would always watch the Adam West like Batman movie. Which oh, is really? which is pretty I mean I I can't even I don't even know what it's like. I just remember seeing it a ton yeah. like, before the age of ten. Yeah. So like I don't know. But definitely, yeah, definitely the Tim Burton stuff where it's like it knows it's weird and silly, yeah. But it's also kind of it can still be it's still dark, yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely. right in the line, kind of perfectly, um, in a way that. Uh, and then Christopher Nolan's like, "What if it was real?" And you're like, "Oh, hey, cool, nah. done. That's a Batman's real. All right, nah. sure, sure." You know. And then the new one, they didn't quite. They're trying to ride the line between the two. They couldn't, yeah. you couldn't. They couldn't pick it. They couldn't pick whether it was realistic or not. And I, I'm so my my take. You I just can't. You like the camp? Just say it. you love camp. Hell yeah! I'm just. I'm. I'm tired of. I'm. I don't need any more realistic Batman movies. Like they gave us that in the in the Nolan, you know. And then and there's yeah. the Joker movie. You didn't like. I wasn't a fan of the Joker. Flick. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Well, that, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you're not even you're not going to watch it. I have, you, yeah, I don't, I don't really you have love a, Batman. I like, yeah. I like Batman, freaking uh, punching dudes through walls, uh, <laughs> you know, beating up aliens, uh, or you know, Tim Burton Batman too. Like those are that's for me. Like I need, I like that connected where he's connected to other, um you know, DC characters in the DC universe, whether it's just, no, it's just standalone Batman. Nobody else exists. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, not for I, me. I, I feel that. Well, then let me tell you, brother, you're going to love encounters of the spooky kind. I can't, I was going to, I was going to, I was, I was like, do I plug my own work or I'll go too, from the yeah. heart. <laughs> no, cause I'll, so, oh dude, encounters of the spooky kind. I think you guys are going to like it. Oh, and, I'm just gonna say it. The last shot, the last freeze frame of the movie, is incredible. That's oh, all. Really? The whole thing builds up to just a moment where you just like it's just a chef's kiss of, <laughs> of beauty and power. That oh, oh, oh I can't wait. Oh, what Sam Hung does, oh, you you won't believe it. <laughs> I love it. I, man. I'm the so problem is I'm, to watch this I'm movie gonna now. I'm gonna watch this movie and then I'm just gonna watch nothing but Samuel Hung films for the next year. And then he's gonna he's yeah. gonna he's gonna text me uh, every one of them that he watches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. I have I go on these like I don't know what you call it, campaigns. Yeah. Like 
pop culture campaigns. I get into something, then it's like, well, a PC. Like if I get, yeah, yeah. Like if I watch a, if I watch a, a Godzilla movie, I don't got to watch all of them. And there's like, I don't know, fifty of them at this point. You know, you just you have to. You can't watch just one. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, be be aware. I remember mm-hmm. we watched Encounters of the Spooky Kind and loved it, and then me and a roommate uh, tried to watch The Magnificent Butcher, which is kind of like. The premise is the premise is funny. Samuel Hung's the big city brother, and then his long lost, now adult brother comes from the country to meet him and like get help living in the city. Um, okay. But before they actually, before he's like, "Oh, hi, I'm your brother." Before they actually recognize each other as, as brothers, they immediately get into a physical altercation over something. Well, of course. So then every time they see each other. They're just like, oh, there's that stranger who I have to fucking kick the ass of, which is a kind of a funny setup. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also all sorts of like weird, like woman strangling and stuff. And like we turned off the movie like surprisingly quickly. Listen, you're just like, you're like, oh, dang, oh, this is this is actually quite distasteful. This is not as funny and light as I was led to believe. I, right, right now, my sister and I are on bi- a big Jackie Chan, but like old school, right? Like yeah, yeah. We, we basically start with Rumble in the Bronx and then go backwards in time, yes. like just work our way back, which even Rumble in the Bronx, you go back. There's some scenes where you're like, what the fuck, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Which makes it. Those... But there's a there's one film that my sister and I cannot get through, and we've tried to watch it a few times. Shanghai. I can't Noon? remember that. No, no, it's it's an old Jackie Chan movie. But don't it, you dare! Don't you? Dare. Yeah, how dare you? It's an old. It's a real Jackie Chan film, okay? Oh, okay. But it's got it's it also co-stars Sammo Hung, but Sammo Hung plays his mentally disabled brother. Oh no! <laughs> and he wears oh, no. like yeah, and it's one of those where you start watching, you're like, oh, I I can't watch this, and like. Wherever his brother goes, he gets the shit kicked out of him by like police and thugs. And of course, Jackie's got to jump in and be like, How you doing? Don't do that to my brother. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh it's so bad. Demo oh Hung wears like a <laughs> helmet. He just stuff. gave Simon a heart attack. Sorry, yeah, what, uh, just, just, I mean, I'd never watched something like that, but what's it called again? <laughs> I can't remember the name. God damn it. But it came uh, out around that time when the two were like inseparably oh doing films together. Yeah. Movies oh, you oh. can't make in 2022. That is one <laughs> oh, of them. Man. Yeah. That, that yeah. sounds, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah. But it's one of those, I've never been able to get, finish it. Cause I can't take it. Ser- like it's one of those where like, even in the nineties, you watch, you're like, this is very wrong on yeah. so many levels. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't even be laughing right now, but it's just the I'm absurdity. just laughing at your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm just like looking over the Samo Hung uh, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's uh? <laughs> I'm sure if you search keywords, you could probably find it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no, Mike. Oh no, you definitely. Yeah, no, there's probably only the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, so, hey, I do. I love. I love a good police, like police story. Great. Oh. Oh yeah. E- Super cop. Come on. Yeah. Cleanse. On. Cleanse. Pl- cleanse the the podcast palette with just you know, hey, police story. What a great. What a great kung fu movie. 
Oh, Pro- probably not problematic at all, as far as I can remember. No, Legend of the Drunken Master may- might be one of my favorites oh, yeah. of all time. Classic, yeah. The, I haven't the seen martial- that one since I was a kid. Damn. Yeah, and the martial arts in it is just such next level. You're like, jeez, like some of the stunts they do. Just the fight stunts are just insane. Yeah. God damn it! I'm gonna end up watching nothing but Jackie Chan flicks and Sammo Hung flicks for the next six months okay let's do this i'm in uh, yeah the podcast will slowly morph into the the jackie chan sammo hung fan site but we will uh, avoid the one movie yeah the one, that's the, one the, film. Best. the one film called heart of dragon is that the one is that it what it's might, called it might be it might be i searched a few things i typed them in i don't know uh, uh that sounds about right yeah probably like 70s was it 70s or early 80s maybe 85 already Ooh. a little later than you might expect yeah 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 but (laughs) man Uh, sorry to bring it back Uh, i i was uh well now that the podcast is gonna have to shift shift over to the dark web it's fine uh well we already are the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasts so well yeah and then the sick you know all the all the dope nfts you're gonna be dropping people people seem to love those too People are crazy. <laughs> Comic people, especially, seem to love NFTs. love them. Love NFTs them. are the best. Crypto NFTs. Let's do it. All uh, the coolest stuff. Digital real estate. That's my next big investment. Oh yeah, if, if you yeah. have fun with that. I'll tell you what, man. To to be on the front end though of a good crazy speculator bubble would would probably feel so great if you made the right call jumped on the right dumb thing right before it yeah. exploded i i know a couple guys uh i will i they're not involved in comics or anything like that but i know a guy who got in like right when kind of the um you know when that whole thing with like robin hood and the whole like investments mm-hmm. uh like oh, yeah thing. yeah 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 he he did it for a few months and he ended up pulling out just because like he was just started like, you know, he realized real quick. He's not, he doesn't know anything about the stock exchange. Um, but initially he made enough. He ended up buying a house for him and his wife, like straight up just cash. Like, so he's like, yeah, I lost a lot of money, but I was like, yeah, but you ended up with a, kind of a free house out of it. And he's like, true, you know, and he wow. start. I think he started off with like four grand, something like that. Um, he got, he got laid off because of, um, you know, just the shutdown for the pandemic. And uh, that's what he ended up. He's like, well, I'll just throw some money down on this Robin Hood, you know, and see what I can do. And yeah, he's able to make it work for him. But it got to the point where he was like losing too much. So he just got out. Like he just was like, I'm not fucking with this. Like yeah. I'm going to lose the house if I keep playing. But um, yeah, I feel like that'd be, it'd be very difficult to know when to uh, as, as a non gambler. Right. I'm, I'm sure yeah. even as a gambler, it's, 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 uh, I, I hear it's very difficult to know so, when to stop oh, playing. I yeah. think, oh, you, yeah. so you got to know when to hold them and. Oh, yeah, baby. Know when to fold them? I don't know. Maybe know when oh, to walk actually, away. Brief, brief aside, I had to draw a, for this unknown video game I've been working on, I had to draw a gnome gambler character. Yes. And I fought oh, cool. as hard as I could to make that gnome just. Kenny Rogers. Oh, just oh in the was... same outfit, just a, just with the tiny, tiny proportions. And yeah, that would have been amazing. I had, to, I had to change him a tiny bit, but I think it still reads. 
Did they so, was it just accepted? undo the plastic surgery and then no one would even know the difference? <laughs> was was the character accepted by the by the game? Is he called the gambler? It was it was it, well he is the gambler. Yes. He's, okay. He's certainly that's what it's, it's a whole class of character. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Okay. So, okay. you know, I won't get right. I, won't, I won't say too much, but uh, NDAs, man, NDAs. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh damn, actually I have to double check the facial hair options. I got some emails to send. I got to make sure that we get that the Kenny Rogers facial hair yes. and haircut locked into the final version of the game. That's so right. You can literally be the gambler. That's right. So uh, kind of winding down. Yep. Bri, yeah. 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 I think it's time we get into what we've been reading. That's right. Let's do it. That's right. And Simon, you're our guest, man. So. I got to ask. I know you're a comic book guy. I know you read comics. What comics are you reading? Uh, well, unfortunately, I haven't actually read any comics at all. What? Right now, yeah. uh, I've mainly just been um, tracking uh, equipment lost by the Russian Ukrainian armies during the war in Ukraine. Mm. That's, oh, really? that's kind of that's been my... Uh, uh, yeah, just there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of equipment getting destroyed and recaptured and captured by different sides. Interesting. So like it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not quite as good as like a good comic book. Um, oh, Would, but it, actually it, Jillian Tamaki's super, super uh, magic mutant Academy is in my bathroom. Oh, there you and go. I am reading that fairly regularly. <laughs> How is that? You like enjoying that? Oh, it's a it's a super fun. It's 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 a nice light book. It's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were they gonna make that into like a cartoon or something? <laughs> they probably probably. Oh, yeah. It's it's fun though. It's good. It's good. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And and hey, what are you guys reading? What are you? Bri, what are you reading, man? Yeah, so I well, I've still got my I've got my stack of of indie graphic novels that I that I'm working through. One of them is Profit, uh, by oh, the way. Hell yeah! But uh, what I'm reading right now is uh, so this was recommended to me. Shout out to Allison at uh, Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics. Uh, she recommended Night Hunters. It's a floating world comics. They published this, so I mean, we're talking super. Super indie, which can you flash us the cover there? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like kind of got a real 80s vibe with oh, like Alexa um, Zirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's uh like a kind of like a Judge Dredd type of future where uh their their motto is uh crime on- crime only pays if you're a cop or crime doesn't pay unless you're a cop. So everybody else is like <laughs> You know, they're living like, you know, super poor, dystopian, uh, unless you're a cop. And I'm like only I think I'm I'm only like a quarter of the way through it, but uh it's it's really it's really interesting. Uh you can tell that they're big uh you know, creators were big Judge Dredd fans and uh cool. Yeah, I, I really I pre- I think my favorite thing about it is the colors. I, I love uh as you look, you got like the neons yeah on pink and blue and um you know i'm i love that 80s vibe i love that yeah dude and the retro it seemed like the retro 80s vibe is so big right now like people fucking love it i don't know if it's because of like that cyberpunk video game or i don't know but But i've been i've been down with the 80s vibe since the 80s 
So yeah, nice. Well, all you well all you kids well out there, I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> These friggin' geezers were there, man. That's right. Right. That's right. Tad, That's right. What, are, what are you reading? Okay, I think Simon will like this one. I uh, I picked up issue four. Um, I, I don't know if maybe it's some in Alaska or what, but I've only been able to get these sporadically, but ultra mega by James Heron and colored by Dave Stewart. Oh, I haven't read awesome. that yet. I have, I've heard about that, but I've not touched it yet. Dude. It's, it's fucking awesome. I have okay. all four issues. I haven't read it yet. You piece of shit. I know you've got to read it. <laughs> it. It's one of those, like, I mean, like, I mean, James Heron, like his works, you know, kind of speaks for itself. It's, yeah. it's super fun yeah. and kinetic, but like also really well drawn. Um, the storytelling is really smooth, but it, it's one of those where like, it's, it's a kaiju book, but at the same time, there's like a real story behind it where it's not just like an excuse for giant monsters to show up. They've got like a really like interesting story there's a really interesting story behind like the, the force that is the hero um, that fight the Kaijus. And I don't want you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it just, it's one of those, like, imagine if you kind of like, you know, everybody, you know, power Rangers, right. Zordon, like when he, when he gets grabs those, these are just five ordinary teenagers. Uh, imagine if, if somebody actually questioned like what were Zordon's real motives? Like, yeah. yes, he says he's a good guy, but is he? And so you kind of get Was a little Rita bit of repulsa right all along. Well, you get it from both sides. You get it from like the giant monsters perspective of we're just trying to live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and do what like, you know, any course of nature, like, I guess the history of nature is like uh, when an organism rises up, you know, it, there's other organisms that kind of uh, become second class by comparison. You know what I mean? And uh, so that's kind of what you get from the Kaiju's perspective, but then you also get the human perspective that like, there's some other stuff going on. Um, But is the, the human esque hero, is it's like cosmic force? Is it actually as virtuous as it claims? Mm -hmm. What? So there's something going on. I think there's another issue um, or two that's got to come out, but it's really fucking good. Like, and I, I'm normally pretty, I guess, skeptical with, I like giant monsters, but like the stories, a lot of times are hit, kind of hit and miss. If I'm being honest. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, most of them, I just kind of like, I'm like, well, I'm here for the monsters. That's it. Like, uh, I don't expect a Godzilla movie to have necessarily like, God, that's not going to be a thinker of the film. I, we're coming up with excuses for these big boys to fight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what's going to. I saw King Kong versus Godzilla. I loved it, but it wasn't like, I'm not going to put it up there with like, Schindler's List. You know? Sure. That's a, that's a great movie to pick as the comparison. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Now imagine the two combined. Combined. Oh, okay. No. Um, <laughs> so glad. I'm glad you're, you're you're like you caught the ball. You're like, are we running with this? Uh, no. Okay, no. 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 You're down. Nope. I'm, set, I'm I'm yep. Setting the ball down. Walking away. Uh, but oh uh, yeah, Ultra Mega was great. And then um, I are you familiar with uh, the abominable uh, Charles Christopher? Do you know that? Oh yeah, I have not. Yeah. Um, I, I remember but, reading that again. Yeah, like like 11 years ago right like, so they he ju- they just came out with volume three of it uh what's his name carl uh Kershaw. he just came out with volume three and uh so i picked it up pines in the mail yeah. finally it's coming oh so that's good you get it's great um i wish 
in volume two at the end of it, they hinted at like kind of this bigger story. Like there's something going on with this big like villain um, or at least it seems like a villain. And um, I really thought we were going to get like some serious like interaction and fight, like dealing with this larger kind of evil force. And um, the book's great, but it's one of those where like, when you end that last page, you're like, God damn it. Now I have to wait for volume four. You know, like, it's just like, Oh, here it goes. I got to wait another two years. So I guess the book is really great and it's a success because that, but I was just personally like, fuck, I have to wait. It did its job. Yeah. I figure out how this, I hate, I just hate it. You know, that cliffhanger shit, but um, uh, that means it's a good, it's doing it. Like you said, it's doing its job, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested because I I just remember it being just a, a gorgeous comic strip. Like that's that's all I remember just being like it'd be kind of light and cute, you know, circa yeah. two thousand and nine or whatever. Yeah, it really has morphed into like a comic more about like I would say almost like an existential, uh, conver- not conversation, but yeah, there's like this existential theme of like what is the purpose of life? You know what I mean? Like what is the purpose of existence? And they do that really well. Uh, Carl does that really well with the, the, you know, the, what's his name? The abominable character, the Bigfoot. Cause he, he you know, cause he doesn't speak at all through the entire, but, uh, and he's kind of dopey, but he has some kind of, they haven't quite revealed exactly everything that's going on. That's why I want that fucking the rest of the book. So I know what's going on. It's driving me crazy. See, that's, that's how you do it. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. You start your, you start your comic. You back in the, you go back to 2007. You start your very long form comic. That's right. And then you just keep running it out and, and seeing where it takes you. Yeah. You know. I see. I thought you were going to use this as an opportunity to plug. <laughs> you know the webtoons. <laughs> oh, and well, Grizz Grobus. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Talk about long form. You uh, leaves you on a cliffhanger, wanting more <laughs> every week. Exactly. There exactly. Okay. Well, actually, okay. So, a quick, a quick secondary plug. All right. Grizz Grobus is is basically it's like a it's set in the same overall world or universe as my book Habitat. So it's kind of like the ruins of a utopian civilization in the far future. But okay. instead of uh, a society trapped on a space station that's turned into a bunch of crazy cannibals, like in, in Habitat. Um, Grizz Grobus is people who are lucky enough to just be on a nice, sleepy little terraformed world when civilization was destroyed. So they've just been kind of, they've just been living their lives. They, they didn't, they haven't turned to cannibalism. They're just, they're just living it up. So the, 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 the initial story is um, a character, basically a, a scribe from the big city finds the, the crystalline brain computer module of the town's founding robot, which is a big Catholic, like a, a big, a big, uh, a big robot provided by the Catholic church to help them settle the planet. Um, Interesting. And so then once they plug the brain in, um, they basically, it, it's, it starts some, some culture clash between the current, the current inhabitants and this hundred year old uh, Catholic robot. Um, yeah. So, but then, then the secondary branch of the story um, is called Brave Bird, and it's all a, a bunch of the characters in the Grizz Grobus world are reading it. But it's the the planet's favorite piece of fiction, 
And it's about a wizard who accidentally sends, he's summoning a war god to send the war god into the body of a warrior to break a siege. And he fucks up and he sends the war god into the body of a goose. And then it's about a pacifist. It's about a pacifist cook who sees this happen and decides to try and delay the war. And so he runs off with the war god trapped in the goose. Um, so then the overall, basically the overarching entire story of Grisgrobus is an interplay between this far future world and this fictional book that they're all reading. Um, wow. Which I, like I, I'm, I'm extremely yeah. pleased with how it turned out. Uh, my, uh, it was, it was co-written by my ex-girlfriend, which, you know, makes some things awkward, but she's, she did an incredible job. She really helped elevate the whole thing. Um, Are you guys, I mean, it's ex-girlfriend, but is every, everything's good on the creative side? We're, it's amicable. We, yeah, okay. we, 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 right when everything happened, we signed some contracts. We, fi- we, we made it. Yeah. You know, we, we figured yeah. it out in regards to the book. That's good. You know? Good. That's good. Um, but uh, it's also, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's with, with Sergey on colors too. It's like, I'm very, I'm very pleased with how the whole, the book turned out. So. I encourage you all to find Chris Gropes on Webtoons. Oh, well, link in the show notes. Link, link Boom, in the show notes. There we go. Yeah. Link. I'll throw a little. Sa- I know you've been sprinkling some samples there on, you know, the social media. I'll grab some of those, float them oh. around. It'll look great. I'm just, I'm just spraying it out there. I'm just trying to, That's I'm right. just full saturation. That's so, right. That's and then right. eventually, eventually crowdfunding. Saturating the, that tiger milk out ooh, there. Yeah. Exactly. Big shots of, big shots of tiger milk for everybody. It is. Wow. There it is. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if the podcast is going to survive. Uh, this I'm episode. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a little oh. nervous coming in. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, uh, I'll get some, I'll get a little bit of cider, you know, just kind of ease in. And uh, yeah, I will say, we'll um, I like that you're, you put this uh, demon God, warrior God into the body of a goose because um, let's be honest, goose. They're terrorists. Geese, They're national people. terrors horrible creatures yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah like i don't know how this i don't know how the planet isn't just ran by geese at this point like they should be the dominant species if they had if they had thumbs they would yeah yeah thank 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 the sweet lord that they do not (laughs) he he knew he knew yeah he knew he knew he knew he was like we gotta we gotta keep this we gotta keep them down a peg or two we just have to (laughs) we just have to um, all right, man. Well, this kind of, uh, it's kind of, we kind of went through all the strokes. We went through all the vibes. We drank we all, all the milk. We drank yeah. all the milk. Yeah. So well, actually uh, the, the final plug, just if it's, it's called Macaulay, it's a Korean drink. That's kind of like milk. Oh, does I it come from tigers? It. Does it come from tigers? I think it might. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it says not, not probiotic, but prebiotic on the side. I don't even it's know what that of, means, but I like it. It's kind of like an alcoholic yogurt milk. Okay. And I highly recommend that uh, when you're called? reading when you're reading Grizzgarobus, get yourself a nice cold glass of Macaulay. <laughs> Macaulay. This episode was brought to you by Macaulay. Well, I'll, I'll send you the spelling so you can put that in the show notes too. We will do that. Okay. We will do yeah. that. You ready for me to bring it home? Take us do home. it. All right, Tiger Cubs. You know the deal. BlueTigerRevenge.substack.com, the home of Blue Tiger Revenge, the home of Operation Blue. Uh, everything that you can get, you can find 
at that website. You want to send us an email? It's bluetigerrevengesubstack.com. You want to find out where our latest episode is? It's bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. Uh, if you want a sweet t-shirt or a hoodie with some fresh revenge designs, it's actually not at substack.com. It's at tpublic.com. Type link in, in the notes. Link in the notes. Type in uh, Blue Tiger Podcast. <laughs> and it's right there for you. Uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe, share that tiger milk out with everybody. Um, and then uh, shout out to Simon Roy. Thanks, man, for uh, coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? Actually, I do. Okay. If two two any. episodes in a row. I know it's the same thing. If anybody happens at the end of this month, be going to WonderCon in beautiful, beautiful Anaheim. Stop by the Critical Entertainment booth and pick up Chapter Two of the First Americans, illustrated by me. Get it? Check it out. I don't know. All right. That's and uh, that's all. That's all. I'm all out of milk after that. All right. Well, if that is the case, what time is it? Hit the music. (laughs) 